don't hey, change hey. the fact that you imposters know. Get it. y'all that is your favorite cosmic cousin Kansu right there with um a song called my people on one of my it is my first really um record that i did like straight from scratch like i was on everything the drum the piano the guitar the voice everything every track um i did get a few contributions from my Cosmic Brother, soul musician mate, um, Zach Cooper, of course. He played the bass line at the end there in Buffalo. Buffalo, if you ever heard that. Anyway, I'm going to be putting that up on Bandcamp. So if you are listening to this at some point, you can hear the whole record on Bandcamp. Of course, it is on every streaming site. Um, I'm not somebody who cares about money, but I need to make money now, you know, world pandemic, and I'm in Africa, um, good afternoon for me, it's almost 5pm on um, December 5th, Saturday here, 2020, and um, I got a new Bodhi Tree Cypher, um, inspired, really inspired, it's called Busa, we're going to talk about the concept of the black in the United States of America, or the Bootsa, right? The tribal consciousness of black America, the tribal identity. You know, being out here has definitely awakened a lot in me as a black American, giving me such a deep um, introspection um, just about what it means to be black, to come from indigenous, aboriginal, indo-indigenous, you know, um, roots, and to grow up in the West, and, you know, what is that weaving, what is that, you know, uh, merging, that has to happen, you know, because both of these hemispheres, both of these um, consciousness, or even orientations with life live inside black Americans you know we have you know ancient roots but we're very contemporary and uh, modern people in the west so that's gonna go into all of that um, and also before I start I just want to say that BUSA is a term that the black psychologist Wade Noble Dr. Wade Nobles um, created um, and it's I, I've been studying his work for many years now um, I was honestly initially reading a lot of black psychology for research for uh, um, some plays I'm trying to write 
and it turned into a calling. It turned into me um, becoming very curious about my own psychology um, as it relates to Africa, which is why I'm here, you know, um, and why I wanted to talk about this while I'm here in Africa. Um, because I think it's super important for black people in America to realize that, you know, in Africa, we're not Africans to Africans, <laughs> okay? So, you know, we walk around and we say we're Africans, we're African-Americans, you know, we, we try to attach even, um, you know, our own cultural identity as Americans to Africa. We do and try to participate in African, you know, um, cultural holidays and, you know, we go and explore the languages and the customs of different tribes, and, you know, but when we come here, they see us as Americans. We're not Africans, you know, um, and it has a lot to do with just how we live. I mean, watch, I'm going to turn this down. And I don't know if you can hear what's back behind me but this is the sound of the village this is how people live here you know they live with music it's saturday so the weekends are times where funerals are happening and so people have been up for ooh, maybe we on 24 hours this is going into the second night you know doing things playing drums singing keeping the spirit um, of the village alive so that those people who have transitioned can um, have some support, some assistance. So, you know, we don't live like that in America, right? Like, <laughs> that's not every weekend, right? That's not our ritual. This is our ritual, right? Listening to Beyonce, hey, singing that black parade, hey, getting that black parade, oh, yeah, you see what I'm doing? So, it's interesting. That's what I'm saying. These two worlds got to merge. They live inside me. Look, I'm here with the with the song of the village and the song with the song of the bush, and I'm here twerking, you know, with the Americans. <laughs> so, and I'm literally like right here showing you like what I'm in the middle of, you know. So welcome to the 21st century. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, so that was the intro into um, what this whole situation is about to be. But before I give you the medicine, we have to go explore the astrology of December. Have entertained you here. Cause y'all, it's Christ. Shit, Christ. If you were Sagittarius, please turn up. I know y'all going through. It's too much activity out there, out there for y'all not to be going through something, okay? And if you ain't going through something, you need to go call your ancestors and see what's going on, okay? Because it's a lot of activity. I went for a white man with that one. I was like, you know, I could call the white man every day here. It's really intense. <laughs> it's really intense. Um, but I consider it like a, a, a ritual, you know, that's initiating me into the progress of actually pushing the reality of Pan-Africanism. Because, you know, if Africans 
don't see their African brothers in the dias diaspora. You know, my baba who lives across from me told me, you know, I'm red, I'm not black. Which, I mean, when I put myself in his moccasins, I'm red as hell compared to him, you know? So I see what he's saying. Um, but I think that there's a biodiversity in blackness that um, black Americans, we embody. You know, we embody Pan-Africanism already. And so I wanna obviously lift that up, but I also wanna say, you can see I'm, I gotta get this off my chest because I'm over here talking about it. <laughs> that, um, you know, there has to just be uh, common ground about how we talk about this thing about blackness, because right now it could be used as such a psychological, political tool to even, you know, dismantle our relationship to each other and like the power of how our relationship to each other are. Okay, anyway. I'm sure this is all connected to the astrology. Okay, so look, all I got to say is December 14th, solar eclipse. Yikes. I also heard around this time, um, for those of you in the northern hemisphere of the world, that you will be able to see meteor, shower, meteor shower, showers um, from, like, pretty much... You, I mean, they saying you can start seeing them by December 5th, so you can start seeing things now, but it's going to really pick up around the 12th, 13th, 14th of December, and um, probably, yeah, up until this lunar eclipse, seven days after a solar eclipse. So you got a lunar eclipse on the solstice, and we have Jupiter and um, Saturn going into Aquarius. Um, this thing is known as the Great Conjunction. It hasn't happened in a, a long fucking time. Like, I think it's about, I don't know, the 1400s. I mean, they, the conjunction happened at the turn of the century, yet during um, 20, when 19, you know, from 1999 to 2000, Jupiter and Saturn went into the same house or the same zodiac, but. This time they're in Aquarius, and they haven't done this in Aquarius since the 1400s. So expect December to have a lot of um, energy. <laughs> and make sure you're tracking it. I'm always an advocate for documenting your day-to-day, -day, so make sure you be journaling and writing. And I'm just giving you language. Of course, I'm trying to create everyday astrologers because I think that astrology will really help humanity um, devise a, you know, unified um, understanding of energy, you know, and I think it would be really important for um, the future human to have astrology as a part of the everyday. So me sharing my little ditty, itty bitty research that I be doing for the Bodhi Tree Cyphers is really just to empower people who don't know, know nothing to use Google and find sort of mainstream you know, um, sources that can support you um, to learn about how astrology is affecting your life day to day. So that is my little astrology propaganda for the Bodhi Tree Ciphers. Expect them more often because astrology is just my passion. It's not something I ever thought I would be interested in, um, but it 
has become something that I'm building a skill set and a language and a research repertoire with. So I'm going to keep it going until I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> okay. Um, we got a Busa essay for you coming now. I'm going to put some healing music on. Put some, hopefully this generates you know, a healing conversation for people who listen to it. So. This is called Busta, Blacks in the United States of America, uh, according to Kansura. And mind you, um, the idea of Busa is inside of Wade Noble's canon of black psychology work. Dr. Wade Noble's, please look him up. His books are amazing. Um, I remember Busa succinctly being in um, this book called Seeking the Saku. Seeking the Saku, yeah, um, foundational writings. Um, I read the whole book. It's a can, it's a big monkey, Mars, monolith making you <laughs> more and more. Goodness gracious. Um, no, that, that book is a tome of uh, just black people in America. I mean, it's so deep. I was honestly just reading it out of... Um, passionate intellectual curiosity you know about black psychology and then I'm finishing the book I'm like I'm a damn saku I'm a saku seeking the saku like I, 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 this book was for me so um, he talks about Busa though in the book um, blacks of the United States and how we need to um, frame ourselves frame our reality as Americans through a, a, Trump, a tribal lens because that's connecting us into a more indigenous and African sense of being. And look, although I'm saying Africans don't claim us and you know they think we white people and shit, I also think that it's important for us to also send code for the things that come out of here despite how they see us doing it. You know, for them, they look like we're just like white people who are trying to be African, but I, I really want us to just remember that it is our heritage and it is um, something there to support us, so we definitely can't neglect that energy. So anyway, I say all that to say, Dr. Wayne Nobles looked it up. He is a great guide to so many pathways and things to explore in when we speak of Sankofa, especially if we're talking about Central Africa, you know, the Congo, I think he really focuses on that um, area of um, language and culture and just, again, concepts that help us understand ourselves better as black people. Um, so please check out Dr. Wade Nobles. Um, and also, a lot of what I'm going to be saying here is referenced in this um, essay I wrote called Black Power Revisited inside of the Gumbo Media um, issue number one. So also Google, if you're listening to this, Gumbo Media, they have a whole magazine of um, just um, diasporic conversations ar around black people in the world. Um, and I'm one of the people 
curated in this like book of millennials just across the diaspora talking about things. And I talk about how um, the revolution is l love, you know, black power is a circle. So I'm also generating a lot of that, um, I don't know, philosophical foundation to speak on the boosters. So the thing about being black in the West is that it only goes skin deep. It only goes one drop of a paper bag and then you're good. That's it, you're black. I mean, your skin is not white. See, blackness in the West has never meant aboriginal, although we love to proclaim our African heritage. Black people in the West don't even live close to the earth anymore the same way. We've lost our dominion with the world of nature because even the continental African at that is trying to get the type of modern and amenities that we get in the United States. So everybody's in a way sort of trying to flee the natural world, you know, because the world is becoming modern, but that also is our root, our base. But anyway, I'm going to keep going. We make black in America about the exotic erasure that we've experienced and never really about trying to figure out what is indigenous about us. See, the thing about being black in America is that it's the furthest away from the continent of Africa. And I mean, America, the United States of America is the furthest away from accepting anything indigenous about its history, its origin, its naturalness, its identity. I mean, we have to do the most work at remembering and realigning ourselves to the Earth's patterns that came out of us in Africa, that shaped our consciousness, that shaped our psyches, that, I mean, in a big way, I would say preserved us in America. And, you know, one of the most fundamental things that we can do um, as black Americans to interpersonally start, you know, um, working out just that great divide, that great, I call it the gap of a thousands, you know, that great distance between the indigenous world and the east, the great distance between, um, you know, being connected to the land, being um, earth-centric, um, being eco, not ego, but eco-centric, you know, having an eco um, an ecological, you know, frame of reference, you know, the way that we can interpersonally begin doing that with each other is to start framing ourselves as a tribe, not looking at ourselves as a racial demographic, uh, but looking at ourselves uh, as an actual tribe on the mainland of North America. Now, Dr. Wade Nobles, again, I bring it back to him, he created this concept, um, he, his... I mean, in his book, he goes into the whole journey, the story of the tribe, and um, he just gives so much framework that, again, I don't want to do it. I, if I don't have it in front of me, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I do want to encourage anybody who's, you know, really taking this idea I'm putting out serious to look him up. I did email him before I did this Bodhi Tree of several weeks ago. I just am so passionate about this topic, I couldn't wait 
to, for him to respond because I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going on in his world. You know, it's 2020. Life is real. I'm out in Africa. Okay, so life is real. <laughs> but speaking of that, okay, look. So since I've been here in Ghana, you know, I've been sharing this concept um, of the Busa with other black people that are from America that I meet. You know, so and one thing that I, I've noticed is that. This thing hooks on really fast for people who have been living in Africa for a long duration of time. You know, and one thing that a lot of them say um, is that they realize that we black Americans are people, right? Like, we have a distinction about us um, when we are in Africa. We have a look about us when we are in Africa, when we are in different parts of the world. Um, we have a culture that is embedded in us that is also, I mean, shit, is mutating all over the world, but we have a culture that we are sourced in on that land. You know, we have a vein in the biodiversity of humanity, especially as it comes out of the Library of Africa. You know, we're, we're one of, if we're, you know, the white people of Africa to, to um, the continental Africans because we're an American and speaking English and sound like white people and all that, you know, then, you know, we still are the white people, quote unquote. I'm not saying we are the white people, but I'm saying we would be, if we are that to them, we are the white people that is closest to them in terms of ancestry. You know, we're not even talking about that many generations separated. So, it's all so complex, all so deep, and I think it's super important for us to um, be aware that as black people in America, we are a people. We have something about, we like, we have, like, there's different tribes in Ghana. There's the Shanti, the Airways, the Gao, right? Like, there are different types of people. They have different types of customs and ways of um, living their lives and black Americans we have that you know and I think that people like to diminish the American side because the most um, mainstream idea or just reality of, of everyday American comes through the projection of just like white media and the power that it yields on the world stage. So a lot of people don't even realize, you know, the how untold the black American story is and how deep in the land it lives. Um, and so, I mean, I definitely want to lift that up because, you know, even though America, America is a new moment in the world, you know, black Americans are still ancient people who have been living in a modern context for, you know, 400 years. So Western, we're, we're Western people, we're Western conscious, but we have an Eastern unconscious is what I say. Um, and since we are the newest tribe and the most undefined because, you know, we did get a clean slate. I mean, we did not get to practice the traditions um, and not even be exposed to it. I mean, the millennials, we have to be the ones curious enough to get exposure, you know. So um, 
to not even have access to traditions gives us a kind of a clean slate to invent and to find. And I think, I mean, this is why I want to impress the idea of Busa into the world right now. Because I do think that this framework, this tribal framework, will give us a more um, futuristic, uh, give us a more, I don't know, uh, it's almost like I see us having this strong connection to the Ashe that is moving our people forward. And this Ashe, you know, having some something in it that, that makes us strong, you know, or makes us... Um, I don't know, it, it makes us go to an even higher level that we, like we are ancestors having wild dreams, you know, of them going through other planets. Like, I'm talking about some supernatural shit. Um, but then again, I am out here with the airways. If you don't know much about the airways, they be going in, I got stories. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I would say since we are the newest tribe and the most undefined, we really have to organize ourselves and our story and the traditions that we've um, accumulated in our American experience um, with this tribal sense of who we are, this tribal awareness of um, our um, lived experience and common um, culture in order for us to equip ourselves for the future, and in order to equip the future with something a little bit more decolonized, right? Because Busa is an idea that comes out of a black person who has lived in the village of black Busaville, you know? Um, and see me even saying Ville, damn it, I'm on my colonization. Um, no, but you know, it's, I feel like a lot of times we have had to compromise uh, what we define as black, which is why it can be confusing when you come to Ghana and people are calling you the white man because of how you look, literally because of how you talk, literally because of how you sit on a chair when people sit on the floor, you know. So um, there's a whole lot of, um, I don't know, just grounded and indigenous support that we need in order for us to really come back into the indigenous world and, and help it and progress it to the future. But we also have to realize like we are this mixture. We are this like kind of mutated hybrid clone of something, you know, and anybody who comes out of the American experiences. So like, it's not even like we're that unique. But the thing is that America germ is what gives our branch of Africa, you know, a distinction. Um, so anyway, one thing that I want to say um, is happening in this era, era um, which I don't know. I, in my eyes, I don't think I, I, I don't, I don't even know how to talk about it. I just feel like we're in an era of indigenous erasure. And yes, there is this great push to put, you know, indigenous voices into the center of things. But I think indigenous consciousness and ways of, of knowing and exchanging and 
sharing resources and wealth and what it's like completely erased and I think that it's going to create such a broken hearted <laughs> human system if we don't really figure out how to bring that back and you know that is really one of the great spirit calls of the Busas is to be that bridge between the indigenous and the modern to have that afro but and, and, and integrate that future um, that we have always had to project ourselves into uh, and always had to rhythmically find ourselves um, in being that we are, you know, being that we are so far away, being that we do not get the drum um, in our home villages. Our drum is the 808. You know, our drum is the beatbox, the kick and the snare. Um, so... <laughs> it goes so deep. I got so much I can talk about. I am writing a book about this. Um, so y'all also stay on the lookout because the book is called For Black People Grieving the Hijacking of Black Music. I go into all these um, layers um, in more philosophical ways. But um, what I want to say is about the indigenous erasure is that if there's not some form of um, of us basing and connecting ourselves to the foundational framework of who we are as aboriginal people, then we are also going to be doing the work of our colonizer by genociding, you know, a whole um, orientation with the planet. You know, I said genociding, I just made up a whole word. <laughs> genociding as a verb, because that's what it is, though. It's an active participation in genocide when we don't see ourselves um, with um, any connection to it, the aboriginal way of life or a way of being or a way of orienting with reality. And I really do think that BUSA gives us a just fundamental, foundational um, way to build that common ground into something organic to who we are um, as Western people because that is what is another distinction about the BUSA is that we're Western. So, you know, we want to give ourselves this tribal orientation so that we can um, return to um, a collective individuality that we are so desperately seeking as black people because I don't think our distinction has ever been respected in the U.S. And I think that when we scream and cry for representation and want white people to respect us, we want them to see the distinction that the other parts of the world have no um, problem pointing out and telling you how different and unique it is, you know. But in America, it's gone unrecognized, and it's because we keep adjusting to the ways that America wants to look at black people. We've become Negroes, coloreds, African Americans, blacks, you know. But if we come and say we're Bosas, okay? We're a tribe that has been living on the mainland of North America for 400 years since the inception of this whole uh, country, okay? We're indigenous to this United States of America. We're indigenous to this 501, whatever the hell you want to do to it. I think it's more about the land, and I got a whole lot of different theories about what we can do about that, but that's going to be for other body trees. Um, if you really want to get into the dark web of my philosophical thoughts and 
um, work, um, my Patreon is the best place to uh, support me. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash house of Jupiter, H-A-U-S, that is H-A-U-S of Jupiter for you basic hoes. Um, and, you know, subscribing there gives you access to a lot of real-time cooking. All right, so anyway, back to the boosters. The continent of Africa, y'all, it has the most diversity of human beings than any other place on the planet. I mean, Ghana alone has so many. I, I think the, the, the languages are like in the 20s, okay? So there's like a lot of spoken languages in different regions of, the, of this country. And so you can only imagine like when it's spread across this enormous landmass of the continent, you know, how many, that's, we can't even, we won't even know how many tongues there are, okay? So, you know, when people are in Africa, and African people, they are not African, you know, they are their tribe, okay? They're not an African, you know, they say that for us, but when you're in Africa, African people are whatever tribe they're from, they're anyway, they're know whatever booster <laughs> they're a kind you know they are whatever tribe they are so you know we as western people have to tribally um, define our ourselves collectively in order for us to connect to the you know our the the, the ways of our um, our heritage, the roots of the heritage roots, you know. So, you know, black people in America, you know, you probably will face a little discrimination coming to Ghana. I will say, it's not as harsh as we hear it. It's not as intense as you hear that word. I mean, people will, will just, you know, laugh and treat you different because of how you look. Um, and, you know, for me, that is a part of the erasure that I see happening, right? Like, it, the, them treating us like white people and perceiving us as white people is, again, continuing that indigenous genocide, that indigenous erasure of our existence in America. Um, because, again, even though I speak English pretty well, you know, my experience, my roots and lived experience, like my lived American life is very deep and indigenous, you know, it's very much of its earth and it very much comes out of the ground. When I say that, I mean like literally there was no America, it was, you know, a maxim and there was no you know streets and roads and schools and you know there was a whole bunch of different languages I'm talking about the crown the dirty part of America and I tried to explain to them about the blues and the the evolution of jazz through the 20th century and I tried to talk about to them about how jazz is very African and you know, how we've been taken away from the drum. I know I keep talking about it, but it's very important to understand that it is a huge reason why we are separated from our um, 
indigenous orientation is that drum you know we we gripped on to that hole for as long as we can and we had to turn it into sorrow song and i had to sing to them and have have them understand the the cadence of rhythm of african drums and you know sense of grieving that they do here on the weekends inside of a blues song um, so it's deep so you know I just want to say, you know, boosters just got to know when you come to Africa, and I will say when you come to Ghana, I don't know about other parts of Africa, I still got more places to go, but in terms of Ghana, you're not an African, okay? So all that rhetoric and all that, you know, um, high prophetic work that came out of the Pan-African movement in the 20th century, I mean, it looks great on paper. You know, it gets you charged, you know, as a black American. Again, you don't really get out a lot of access to African intellectual framework. So that stuff really charges us. But in reality, it holds up very little weight in my eyes. And there's no disrespect to all those scholars and um, ancestors who really left the blueprint for me to even be out here to tell you the truth um but in reality you know pan africa needs way more collective conversations about the biodiversity of the di um, diaspora um, because there is this even within the boosters this like who black who ain't black what's black what makes you black you know what makes you right so it's just like all these different laws governing people's blackness and um i mean again you go to different tribes the boosters are not africans we're not really black people to the Ghanaians. You know, but that's just like the law of how they see the biodiversity of Africa right now. And like, it's like there needs to be a higher level conversation about how complex the diaspora is, how fucking um, twisted and mutated and just um, um, just colorful, I would say. The whole circumstance of colonialism and just the hijacking of African resources and people for the uh, building up of the contemporary world. I think that we have to ex talk about how real and, and find a humanistic thread inside of it. And I don't know how long that's gonna take, how many generations need to be conceived, you know, how many more movies with um, collective conversation but I do think that the way that we're going and how it's being handled right now is definitely not the way because there's just too many different um, realities right now within the umbrella of diaspora and um, we need to get to a place where we um, have the capacity to uh, receive okay and um, embrace how vast Africa is now because it's not what it was in the past and I think we like to invoke a lot of these you know dead symbols um, or outdated traditional um, views when the reality of the humans that come out of Africa now is um, very different and we need to 
again, Sankofa, what we need, but also address that it is very complex and diverse. I mean, it's literally a, a mono, a microcosm of Africa being the most diverse place on the planet, right? Like, it has that much diversity. I mean, look at um, the Boosas. Look at us, okay? Like, our America is pan-African if you really get to the bottom of it. Like, even though they see us as white people, we carry the vision of pan-Africanism, I think, because we represent a mixture of different regions and tribes um, through how it all got, you know, um, mixed up in the United States mainland. So there's just so many different types of Africa. I got East and West Africa inside me and, you know, um, uh, the, the Iberian Peninsula of Europe, you know, and I got Native American, you know. So, again, and I, that's just one biodiversity. I'm just like one basic U.S.-born person, you know, and that is a biodiversity. But there's a whole bunch of other spectrums, sexualities, okay, um, spiritual, religion, you know, aspects of our biodiversities. There's a whole bunch of controversial and unearthed um, parts of the black, the universal black experience, the pan, black, pan-Africa experience that um, I think that we need to really work out because um, in reality, these ideas of all, you know, of Africans being one and us loving each other and helping each other and just doing everything from the continent sounds good but we got to deal with the real humans who are going to be the um you know playing that out and the real tea about our humanity is that it's not as straight edged and and quote unquote pure okay as people want it to be you know a lot of people be saying they pan-africans and they ain't been to the continent not in one damn time Okay, so you know, that's why, I mean, that's just like one shaded <laughs> version of purity that I'm talking, like impurity. I'm not saying that people who do that are impure, but, you know, I'm when you say you're a pan, whatever, you got to at least be connected to the landmass and not just in a theoretical way. I'm talking about getting up, beating the goats, okay, crying with the grieving mothers, you know, so I'm talking about the real shit, you know, so... Um, but um, <laughs> I say all that to say that you know even with the distinctions there are still commonalities even with our westernness there are still um, similar grounds that we stand on with African people um, and we need to learn about those things so that we can start uplifting number one our continental brothers and sisters but then we can also progress um, how we do America with each other. We need to be doing better black businesses. We need to be doing better black love. We need to be doing better black everything. Um, because our America is indigenous. It is aboriginal. It is bush. You know, even though they see us as Europeanized Africans, um, we still live in, um, 
you know, a very similar way to people in the bush. You know, ours look like plantations, reservations, countrysides, woods, hoods, streets, you know, the, 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 the places that we occupy and flip and make our own. It looks like sharecropper and settler, runaway slave, Moorish temple, you know, um, nation of Islam. It looks like the bayou and the hoodoo man. Like, it looks like the person who invented, you know, all these great things for the United States to become this technological power in the world that you never hear about. It looks like his life. It looks like, you know, America, you know. And our America is the sacrifice. That is the thing. Like, black people in America, we are the sacrifice of all of Africa. And there's no way that you can say that. I mean, go look into the Atlantic Ocean. There's, you know, physical receipts if you need those. But the other aspect <laughs> that I want to pull out is um, the fact that we are Pan-African. My paternal African heritage comes out of Eastern Africa. My mother's, my maternal line comes out of here in Ghana. Okay, so that's the thing that's fucking the minds. That even though I am away from my relationship through my maternal bloodline, right? Like I'm literally these, these niggas' cousins. They calling me the white man. I'm like your cousin. But I also do have that Eastern African distinction, right? So, again, also to bring it back to, quote-unquote, purity and purity, right? Like, that's impure because it also has European in it. It also has Native American. Like, it's not pure, you know? So, to the African, I'm not, I'm not personally saying I see it like that. This is what people have said to me. So, I'm giving y'all a literal, literal land language. So y'all know how real it is. Y'all want to be paying Africa. Well, welcome to Africa in the 21st century. It's, it's raw. You know, we the colonized African. We the we are the white Africans. That's how they see us. That's what boosters are. Um, but again, you know, people do not even really know our story yet. Uh, they don't know our song. They don't know really what we have lived. They just see that we come here with uh, money and, you know, Western amenities and English. So that's it. Like, I mean, if you, and if you are looking at it from that stand -up standpoint, and especially you understand the relationship that um, Ghana has with British English, yikes. So, yeah, let's not even go into that. That's a whole, that's a, that's a lecture workshop that's going to cost you, like, $500. Okay, anyway, so first we have to adapt, though. We have to adapt to the fact that we're seen this way. We have to adapt to the fact that we are Western people. Um, but we also need to adapt to the fact that there is a tribalness about how we relate and experience our America. Um, and we have such a vast history in America. American people and so we need to find a way to weave um, those who arrived on the slave ships and those who were already in the United States from Africa years before the even European hundreds of years before the Europeans got there you know we got to find a way to weave these different sides of Africa and weave all the ways that they have mutated and turned itself over in the U.S. Um, um, 
into this sort of tribal understanding of who we are as mainland black black people. Um, and I think another thing we, we as black people need to do is start lifting up the Native American indigenous people um, up, you know, just like their causes and their, their um, needs, you know, and be more in solidarity with um, issues that impact them. Um, because number one, I think that they are a huge reason why black Americans, um, you know, especially Africans of, of uh, African descendants of slaves, they supported a lot of the spiritual work, the spirit, preserving the spiritual tradition, giving, putting a lot of the ancestors on about, you know, how to use the land and how to use the elements and look at the birds and be in this foreign environment. They really did do um, a lot to spiritually support the Africans. Um, I am a testament to that as a person who is mixed with that, as are many black Americans. I mean, that's a testament to that, and I think that we as boosters, um, we can't neglect that because in reality, when we come to Africa, that stuff actually holds us up a little bit more because that's what we know. And then you also find out over here it has relationships with the land because Native Americans um, have been here. So again, there's a lot of different connections that need to be made between the Busas and the Ghanaians and um, because obviously Ghana has um, a lot of weight in the U.S., okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> especially in the boosters, okay? But anyway, um, I just want to say we just need to focus on the narrative that we will be carrying collectively about ourselves as black people in America because everybody sure got a lot to say about us but what the hell are we saying about ourselves and what are we saying together? That's what really this is about, you know. And, um, you know, again, to bring back to the last point, we really need to be more in solidarity with the indigenous roots, the um, Native American brothers and sisters, because we are them. We are them. When we came to America, we were Native to Africa, right? But now we've become native people to North America, having lived there. And we have a very, you know, humanistic story when it comes to our relationship with the um, um, Native Americans because some of them did keep us as slaves, you know. Some of them did do some stuff, but a lot of them didn't. And I do think that we need to continue to focus on that and um, understand that we were both the, the Africans and the Native when they were not mixed. They were both in trauma and at war with the same force trying to divide them. So um, again, boosters, that give, just knowing that we are a tribe like that, that helps us connect with their tribes more and even find ways to progressed um, the, the tribal um, understanding of modern indigenous Americans into a, a post-United States framework, a post-United States functioning, um, and even help them reclaim 
territory. But anyway, that's a whole other Afrofuturistic thing for another time. That one is still in the works. I wouldn't even say it's a Bodhi Tree Cypher coming at you. It's like, it's a, it's a, I have a dream, you know, that's what that is. Anyway, so the displacement from Africa for us as black Americans, I just want to wrap this up, has created a very unspoken trauma. And I think it comes through our voice, you know, because we do sound like white people. I don't care, the most hood nigga of them all is still speaking English. Um, and our English, it bends, right? Because it has the ancient ancestry of different tongues and different muscle movements. But at the same time, it still holds that trauma that comes from the displacement of our land and our native ways. And I think that that distinction, that trauma, that blues song, that sorrow song, whatever you want to call it, um, deserves... Um, some sort of house, some sort of sacred ground. And then even as a tribe, we need to give it more um, ceremony and more um, air, you know, more space to air it out, more space um, to grieve what I'm talking about. Because the thing is, is that we've become so accustomed and normalized to it, we don't even know it's, you know, it's making us uncomfortable. It's causing us to have this sort of disassociativeness with the place that our ancestors literally built for free. So let's let's get let's get to it. We have to acknowledge we grew up um, in the colonial state. We adapted to the colonial ways. Um, but even though this is true, we cannot disengage from the part of us that is indigenous. Um, and you know we are American people through and through. But we are the real Americans. We are from this earth. We are the Boosas, you know? And that implies an aboriginal root that is indigenous to the United States. So we just need to get to a place from shifting ourselves from this racial, ethnic view um, and to really take Dr. Wade Noble serious and get a tribal consciousness, a tribal view of who we are as United States citizens. Um, to help us heal um, all the things that we have endured collectively as a people. Um, and on top of that, to create a more decolonized center around the conversations um, considering black lives or around surrounding black lives, you know, around these conversations are just about just what it means to be black because there's a lot of different boosters. I mean, we can say inside the boosters, there's many, many eclectic tri um, tribes, you know, so even that is a whole, um, that now, now that was a Bodhi Tree Cypher. That one's going to be another Bodhi, the tribes of Busa. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's different tribes, but I would say there's a lot of schools, a lot of mystery schools that you can go to. Um, um, but again, there is a common ground beyond English. That common ground is that black Americans, one thing that we know, despite what these damn Ghanaians are saying about us, we know what it feels like to be black in America. 
Okay, so they can say what they gotta say. I get it. I'm white because I speak English and my skin is red. Um, but my other thing is that we know what it's like to be black in America. Okay, so we all have that, and no matter what kind of black American you are, you know what it's like. You know what it's like, and it's a crazy experience. So. I say all that to say, Boosas, I hope to see more Boosas join me in spreading the tribal consciousness of the United States to um, recenter ourselves into a more decolonized state of being and, and really tap into what's indigenous about us and find the ways that we can organically okay, Sankofa, don't just be picking up charms and going to shrines just because you can, okay? Don't be over here and vocal. Okay, I'm back. My chair broke. I'm not even joking. In the middle of me saying that, and I did get invited to go to a shrine, so that makes me feel like I shouldn't go. I feel like that was like a intercession from the spirit world. And that chair, I was sitting on it very regularly. That was crazy. So the chair broke. That's what that was. I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to say <laughs> to boost this, use that as an example. Don't just be picking out stuff just because, you know, we of African descent, you know, we also come from something and we of something. So let that be enough because it is deep. It is ancient. It is all that stuff that we, I don't know look for when we come to Africa or when we reach back to Africa or proclaim, you know, our Africanity, you know, we have it already inside of us within the Busa culture and structure. Um, and I think that it really comes down to us um, learning how to uh, respect it and, and proclaim it and, and, and give it a different kind of breath outside of its colonial um, uh, impression, like its colonial just, you know, impact right now. I mean, it's impacted by its proximity to colonialism. So there has to be some kind of, you know, um, just indigenizing, you know, that because we exist inside of English already with that framework. but. We have to be the ones to let people know what's going on. And I think that, again, Dr. Wade Noble's BUSA concept is really a strong direction and a right step for us. So that's just my opinion. You know, I am only one philosopher of, um, I hope soon more to come. You know, the life of black America is the most interesting shit of all times. Um, and it is my love, it is my intellectual curiosities. I spend all my time getting to know how deep and rich um, my life as a Busa really is and how interconnected it is um, to the contemporary world. And I just feel so privileged to be of it, to be of it. Uh, anyway, I should end on some black, black shit. I'm going to go to Black Lives Master. This one is called Elephant Graveyard.
The same reason no rap nigga broke Lauren out of the pen Be the same reason nobody wanna be the next Malcolm or Mega or Tupac Or even Monique and ass Oprah to her face Why she the only one she be putting on her magazine covers Or talk about how Elvis Presley taught Iggy Azalea how to do the Dougie Or why none of our stars get as gully as Michael Jackson did with Tommy Mottola Annie, Annie is you okay? You been hit by the smooth criminal be the same reason we got money lodged in our throats, shucking and driving with tutus and prescription medicines, and the death of the earth gods, and how poor white folk got to sing the blues, even though they voted for Trump with their souls all beat up and worn out, and how reparations ended up being affirmative actions and inclusion riders and NBA contracts, and why it be people like me who be told to be quiet at the barbecue and coin Intel Pro and the drama revolution never making it on the radio airways after Marvin Gaye be the same reason R&B bleached his skin and told the family he post-racial but everybody know that his mama is black and them crackers raped her in them sheds in that A&R office and everybody heard her howling but we just called it Bessie Smith and y'all know why that poor baby had them green eyes and that good hair when he wanted to know why he looks different than the rest of his black cousins or why none of y'all didn't have the answers for him when he wanted to know why Y'all didn't own y'all masters when you was doing all the work. It'd be the same reason you cropped out that dark skin in that picture. And why we call that Kelly Rowland. And why they only give Grammys to imitations. And why we are still vying to get into the academy. And why Jazz had to sell out and go institutional because they were too scared to go down to Congo Square and feel that egoon themselves. It's the middle passage of the turntable. And why that white kid made more money spinning African drum rhythms on his computer than Cool Herc would have ever seen in his lifetime. Be why money always hung over our heads and we gotta drink it. Be why Justin Timberlake had to hear the cage bird sing when he tried to catch that run Tank was doing in his sleep slower and how boring all this black music has become. Some of us is just scared. used to be. And then we keep asking why be the black people always singing black up. Houseway. Black up. How? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if y'all like that, you can go to my Patreon right now. Help support, you know, a young Busa on his path. Um, it's patreon.com slash house of Jupiter, H A U S of Jupiter. Um, and become a Sangha member. And, um, you know, you can really explore. I talk about a lot of different things. Um, Black America is my passion, you know, so that's why I wanted to make sure we get uh, something, you know, there's some type of philosopher ran from me. Um, but beyond that, I talk about a lot of different things. I care about humanity. I care about planet Earth. Um, and I care about, yeah, the future of our planet. I consider myself an everyday Afrofuturist. Um, I do all the daily rituals. Um, and I have written down the Aquarian age through my 20s. So now in my 30s, I kind of feel like I'm um, on a path or a mission to share what I have downloaded, experienced, dreamed, manifested even and here i am in evme ghana living with the airway people um in the bush um recording this to you um and i have an artrom um and artroms are things i lived in all my 20s anyway it's a lot of stuff i can talk about 
you can find a lot of this uh, more about me and just more about what I do on Patreon. But if not, your listenership is the most important to me. You know, um, I just want to, you know to know that people resonate with what I have to offer. So thank you for listening. I love y'all. This is the end. I wanted to echo. This is okay. There we the end. The end. I'll see y'all next see time. Y'all next time.